of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy, the motherless scum, and with me are my co-hosts, Shane, the living paste. Ooh. <laughs> and Rory, the metalloid bride body. Yeah, baby. I'm some, I'm some kind of, I'm some kind of just <laughs> robot mummy. <laughs> who's bequeathed yeah. to, to Ultron. It's, it's out of... <laughs> But I'm bearing the lead a little bit. You'll have to wait till mm, we get Avengers. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we we'll get hang Avengers. Out. We'll hang out and talk about the Metal Mummy. <laughs> Today, we read some comics that featured Nova, the X-Men, the Avengers, and the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, among a few others that I don't want to name. And they take us from February through July of 1978. During this time, the Unabomber's first bomb explodes at Northwestern University. Uh, so we're coming out real, real strong in the sad facts. Uh, but I got two Andy's other ones bummers. that are pretty great. <laughs> no, Andy's yeah. bummers, thank you. Andy's bummers. I only have one bummer today because the other two, uh, we've got the first LGBT rainbow flag flies at the San Francisco Gay Freedom Day Parade. Gay. <laughs> it's, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty gay. And fresh off of his success in Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta stars in the best musical movie of all time, Grease. Now, I'm still waiting for Shade to tell me how gay that fact is okay wait so i can't decide i can't decide which one is gayer first of all. I, can't decide, I can't decide which one is gayer but secondly did someone tell you it was the best movie musical no. of all time or is that just no. accepted fact no is that andy's just... opinion is that your opinion andy oh yeah it's totally my opinion and i love i love his his co-star the the undisputed best pop diva of all time olivia newton john who wrote this wiki article? Did it... No one. This is me. I'm John, writing no. this. John Travolta went onto this wiki page and he wrote that in there. No. <laughs> oh, oh, something coming in, coming in from the side. It's price check. Because I forgot to do this uh, last uh, last issue. It's our very favorite segment. It's called price check. As of November 1977, the price of one comic issue has increased from 30 cents to 35 cents. Price check. Uh, I'm gonna. I think it's time. I think it's time to go kind of rogue on some of the uh, <laughs> some of the facts Andy chooses to tell us and not tell us. Uh, October 12, 1978, the Italian meatball was born, and he just figured we don't need to know that. Yeah, he wanted he wanted two gay facts instead of meatballs. How dare, buddy? We're not in October yet. We're in July. July Italian meatball is possibly the gayest food. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad meeting on the podcast is a safe space for these straights to just throw around what they consider to be gay. Yeah. I am the blanket of safety. <laughs> the, the big gay blanket of safety. <laughs> Let's talk X-Men. We read a couple of these, right? Just two? And uh, I... 
I don't know. I don't know, guy. I don't know you guys. <laughs> These were not my favorite. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, no hard, no hard take on my end this time. They're they're not great. There's, a, yeah. there's too much tomfoolery for one thing, where there's just time where the X Men just play basketball and uh, you know horse around. There's so much horseplay in these X Men <laughs> and not enough actual horses, and yeah. not enough actual horses. Hey, are there any mutants that are horses? I don't are there any know. like? I don't, is there I don't like think you can ask that, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're all under the big gay blanket of safety today. I I need You're to right. know. Is no, anyone a centaur? Know. They have like a centaur like. Ooh, I bet there could be a centaur. His name would be like Sagittarius or something dumb like that, right? Yeah. I don't know of one, but there is, I mean, given that we have Angel, who's just a man with wings, I don't see why that would be off. I mean, we have Angel and Blob. Somewhere in the middle there on a a sliding scale from Angel (laughs) to Blob is a centaur. (laughs) I I don't... (laughs) I don't really know. Uh, this one, this the the two issues we had one where where through sort of unclear orders from some unclear person, uh, a guy named Warhawk breaks into the 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 mansion, the school for gifted youngsters, and they just have to fight him a lot. Uh, it's cool. I mean, I like the action. The action is always good in X Men. It's better than all the other titles we read, pretty much. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not not too much happens. And then the second one, a, a, a circus. I mean, well, I was going to say, the thing with Warhawk <laughs> is the only thing that annoys me is just how we're, we're kind of going to this same well over and over again. And then uh, of sort of metal men. And and mm. there's this arbitrary distinction we're supposed to understand, but it's just lost in the weeds. It's like, he's made out of metal that's different than Colossus. And he's right. made out of metal that's different than Wolverine. And right, even though they're drawn the same yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just, I mean, I don't, on one hand, it doesn't really matter because it, it, it's just an art style kind of to draw metal men. But then why even bring up that it's different? It's just confusing. Well, and it's kind of annoying because if you're going to introduce, and I know Marvel has this problem in a couple different areas, right? I mean, we have adamantium and we have vibranium and like that that's its own other conversation. But like, if you're going to say, Wolverine's got an adamantium skeleton and you want it to be like at all special for any length of time you can't immediately start throwing bad guys at you that are made of a metal that's like stronger than adamantium (laughs) or like you know what I mean it's fucking weird it's like all all of the cool factor is gone the second you start just having people that are immediately better than the cool thing you thought you were giving your main character but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's sort of an arms race on that. I think you, I think you run into that in a bunch of different areas with superpowers. But some, somehow with metal, it feels more tangible and frustrating. Well, they basically they say in the comic they're like it's like it's like Colossus, but worse. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know where he ranks in terms of in metal, where he is in the in the hierarchy of metal men. Got to ask Stan. I'm sure, Stan knows. Don't they don't they put it in the like I don't know I don't know if we're in the era yet where they've been publishing like Marvel encyclopedias or stuff with like the info about who's like power levels and shit. I don't know if we've quite gotten to that level of of frustrating detail. Yeah, uh, probably they, not. They, where they say like omega level mutant like it means something. <laughs> yeah, but even even then it's still kind of muddy cuz then they'll be like, "Well, okay, so Colossus's metal is worse than Wolverine's metal, but Colossus is strong, so 
I mean, they're two different qualities. And like, well, <laughs> okay, so where are you where are you falling at that on that Moe's scale? Because I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's way better to know where you fall on the Moe's scale as opposed to just whose metal is better than whose, right? Okay, but for real, we should introduce a new mutant into X Men named Moe's. Uh, and he's made of diamond. He's diamond head. Yeah, diamond head. It's that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There already is a diamond Max man. Is there? The, yeah, Emma Frost. Oh, I guess. I, I guess you're right. You're right. Does she? Does she do diamonds? I thought she did ice. She has diamond form. No, it's die. She. She's just like she's got kind of a wintry motif, but she's diamonds. Oh, fancy. It's kind of like how ice is a slang term for diamonds. Oh. And murder. And murder. <laughs> <laughs> what about the circus? What about the circus issue? <laughs> the circus one was just. So it bad. felt like it was. They were trying to get it to fit into. So so something is going on in in Avengers, which I think because we read five issues, this X Men falls somewhere. In the middle. In the middle, like the, yeah. The, the, so th- there's mm-hmm. there's world stuff happening. And in the Avengers, people are disappearing. So people mm-hmm. start disappearing in X-Men. And you're like, oh, wow. Is this going to be some kind of cool crossover? Or is it just Mesmero making the mutants be circus clowns for no reason? <laughs> oh, it's, it's always Mesmero. <laughs> it's always that dang Mesmero. Damn it, Mesmero. I... I love I love how useless this Mesmero plot is because yeah m- most of it is the beast sort of well uh, Hank McCoy is supposed to be a genius right and he mm-hmm. is he's staring right at Jean Grey's face and being like boy doesn't that doesn't this strange woman look a lot like Jean <laughs> <laughs> and he does that with just about every X Men he walks right up to Wolverine is like look at this guy he looks like he looks like a Wolverine man. <laughs> I mean, well, so to be completely fair, the the drastic change in Jean's hair and makeup, I don't it's know if true. I would necessarily recognize her right off the bat either. Sure, but Slim Summers looks exactly like <laughs> Scott Summers. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's wearing the tightest white t-shirt that, that just says, says Slim, slim on it. <laughs> which I want to get somebody for their birthday. Just, just oh man, just a just slim like a muscle summers. shirt that says Slim. Shirt, yeah. We should all. That's what we should, we should all wear for them. Halloween. We should all wear one. <laughs> Do any of us have defined pecs? Well, in no. the shirt, in the nice what? shirt. No. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> what? No. Have you seen you? Uh, <laughs> Everyone's hot in a Slim Summers cosplay. That's true. That's probably true. Yeah, Mesmero. Mesmero's like, he, he's like, I've made a very fun circus with all of your friends, Hank McCoy. And then Wolverine just kind of breaks out of it and then slaps gene and gene wakes up and they all are fine and then oh, before we even get the worst ugh, i know before we even get the the satisfaction of having the main characters beat mesmero magneto just beats him instead <laughs> it's odd <laughs> i did so i liked the fact that um you know because he apparently couldn't couldn't mesmerize wolverine the same amount or the same way as the rest he's just chained mm. up like some sort of you know godzilla yeah. Um that they've that they've brought to town to sort of spectacle at the beast. Um the Canadian. That, the, the 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 monster Canadian. I <laughs> thought it was a, a, a pretty neat idea that didn't get fleshed out really because um it's it just doesn't it doesn't really come into play. He breaks out of his own 
on his own accord once yeah once beast is in danger then slaps the shit out of Jean Grey for an upsetting amount of time. <laughs> uh, very bad. Yeah. He's like, I, I mean, don't want to do it, bub, but I'm going to do it. I know. You, you, <laughs> it, it, it's it's one of those things like it did work. So he was right. But somebody still wrote this to be. Yeah. Like, and then. Yeah. And then Wolverine has to slap the shit out of Jean Grey for five pages. And eventually she wakes up. Yeah. Like, Could have been one page, homie. <laughs> If we were going that way, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Although I did, I did like her line when she like when she kind of phoenixes out on him to wake oh, up. Oh yeah, she has a little moment of of. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. You know, you know that's the last time you touch me, little man. Something like that. Something right. Kind of exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's it feels like we're we're treading water while the Avengers has a more interesting plot line going on. It could um, be, but. Yeah, they wanted to get they wanted to get Beast over here because Beast is a is an Avenger. For whatever fucking reason, everyone's an Avenger. It doesn't mean anything. One, we, we've got <laughs> Wonder in, Man in, in, in there. In, yeah, in these Avengers issues, some real C list actors come out of the woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get to Avengers, should we chat about the three issues of Nova? Sure. Yes. Yes, we should. I had sort of a tepid reaction to them as a whole, but there are a couple n- parts that I thought were pretty cool. For one, uh, I thought Rich comes clean without really spilling all of the beans to Ginger in a pretty cool way. Yeah, like a pretty. Mm-hmm. It was pretty emotionally mature, and uh, and also, so he's he's going on about how like, hey, just so you know, even with the stuff with my dad. That's not been all of what's going on in my life. And there are things I can't tell you. I wish I could. I wish maybe that someday that could be. But right now, I'm not the man I used to be or the boy. And I'm just asking you to trust me on that and give me a little bit of rope rather than everybody turning on me just because I'm surly. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it feels like a real apology as much yeah. as one can be without telling the truth in there, right? Without being like, with right. saying like everything short of I'm Nova. <laughs> he did as good of an apology as I thought he could do, and I thought it was it was really nice. It was nice to read. And Ginger, Ginger, for her part, isn't like, "Oh my God, thank you so much." She's like immediately just sort of back to her sassy self, and you can tell that she's like, "Yeah, on board." And I, I thought it was a cool character moment. I was kind of annoyed. Uh, I know this isn't your fault, Andy, but the, mm-hmm. that uh, the first issue of Nova we read uh, should not have been on any sort of official list of important comics. It's <laughs> <laughs> it, it, not not to dog it because it's not bad exactly, but it's basically what should be the last page, the one yeah. page of the last issue we read, spread uh, out over an entire issue where they yes. it's just kind of them running away from the tidal wave after they blast it with lasers and then and then are fine, and that's but, all it is. But it's but it sets up blackout and also robot Sherlock. <laughs> it's true. Well. I want to I want to say if there's one thing we got out of this first issue uh, where we're sort of like, oh, yeah, he's fighting the yellow claw and there's this tidal wave and all this stuff. And we're still hitting it with lasers. Lasers. Uh, we get the best line ever from Nick Fury, which is <laughs> we just cut back and there's they're still shooting the lasers. And he goes, oh, yeah, we're knocking the stuffing out of that wave. <laughs> like, I'm like so some proud sort of beating up, a, beating up a wave. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> oh shit the stuff with the stuff with blackout is interesting i guess he he seems like a one out one off he's kind of a stupid villain but 
it made it gave room for a lot of pretty cool art. So take you take the wins with the losses, I guess. Yeah, it was cool art. Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a really good way to portray kind of his power and what he does. Which to say it out loud is just that he has uh, he's it, it's it's not what we would understand as black light. He right? can Which summon is more the like color purple. black. It's kind of like a Green Lantern kind of dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he has the power of the color black, and also when you are in the black, it's very cold and you can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, and he also... has some comment about how black is every color, and he's like, "I'm gonna turn you black, and you're gonna fade into the rainbow." It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's goofy, fade into the light, fade into the light go- spectrum. It's super goofy, but also kind of spooky. It is. It is really spooky. <laughs> yeah, he says because uh, he's he's like. I don't know. He's having his own plot about like needing to steal this like stabilizer device from the scientist who fucked him over in the first place. And he talks about how like if he didn't have the stabilizer to siphon off his blacklight energy, he'd be lost in the rainbow forever. (laughs) 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 Which is such a funny stake for a villain to have. (laughs) If I don't do these crimes, I'll be stuck in the rainbow forever. It's like he's being hunted by hellhounds that are just the rainbow. <laughs> Those are just the rainbow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I have another quote. I have another quote from this issue. Um, there's, a, there's a part where, you know, because he's made nice with Ginger now, and they're sitting at, like, some sort of school function, and uh, Rich says something about, like, oh, no, I lost to a girl. And I don't know if it was like a sports thing or whatever, but he's like, I lost to a girl. And she goes, we better get used to that, cutie. Lots of guys lose to girls. Though after a while, you don't mind it at all. And she and he's like, Ginger J, are you getting fresh with me? You know I'm not that kind of guy. And she goes, <laughs> I can hope, can't I? Yeah, and she wants, she wants to do some fucking Christian Grey shit to this boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I don't under, I'm I find this fascinating because she's clearly... Big rich thirsty. She's constantly objectifying this this, this yeah. dumb dumb. <laughs> and he says, I'm not that kind of guy. Like, yeah, he's he's playing he they're I think this is sort of a writing problem, kind of, where they're trying to delay this coupling. Uh-huh. Because he obviously likes Ginger as well. That's why he gave her that nice apology. And yeah. Not, and not caps. <laughs> <laughs> Caps, whose whose evil uncle is now a, a like in the future, forever <laughs> with a weird like transdimensional being, but but it is funny that uh, she is she's so thirsty for rich and he doesn't get it. Um, I, I it's hard to put your finger on exactly it, it. On one hand, it feels like we're kind of rehashing Mary Jane a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also kind of whereas Peter Parker is. Sort of an upsetting womanizer. Uh, <laughs> Nova, Nova's Nova has yeah, he has he's just has no self confidence and no self awareness. Yeah, and I just kind of buy it a little bit more, and I buy that she can get away with being super obvious, and he doesn't. He's still not picking up on it. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether or not he, we were going for like a like. I don't know, like a happy days style, like, oh, well, I wouldn't. I'm just such a gentleman. I would never touch a woman. And, you know, before we're like three years married or something, you know, I, like, I think that's in the mix. Mm-hmm. But as a as a modern reader, what I see is a just a, a boy who has no game <laughs> <laughs> and no confidence, like you said, and no confidence. Yeah. How about the last one? Uh, Shane, you that was blackout, like you... wasn't it? 
No, the last one is the, is the robot. But okay, wait. So we, I cannot stress enough how much we have to talk about the robot. <laughs> like we, not even just in this coming up in the Avengers. Also, there are so many robots. There's mm. so many robots. We are there. We are full of robots this time. Okay. Yeah. But. So this Rich's little brother builds this like Sherlock Factor X robot, right? And he calls him Shirley, right? He calls this robot Shirley. It doesn't do anything. No. All it does all it does is follow him around while he talks to himself and he's like, "Oh, I gave it a voice mechanism." And it just says decidedly Watson, affirmative Watson, indubitably Watson, <laughs> assuredly Watson. That's all it does. It doesn't actually like help solve the mystery. He just well, talks to himself. I think I think it does have smell powers because I think he like gets the, he has the robot get the scent of Rich and that's how he shows up at the scene of uh, of their father's like supposed maybe murder but probably not at the end of the issue is like he sort of followed a trail with this Sherlock robot but if all you needed was a scent tracking robot you didn't need to make it look like Sherlock and talk. <laughs> For no that's, reason. That's just your fandom <laughs> creeping into life. You just wanted to make a Sherlock robot, and this was a nice excuse. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a whole weird plot that we don't need, really need to get into, but his dad is like indebted to some fucked up people, and he's going to turn on him in court. But instead of just waiting and doing it in court, he's like, but I'm going to go tell him I'm going to do it. I want them to know that I'm going to do it. It's like, yeah, well, of course they're going to you know, like kill you or whatever. Yeah, of course they're going to pull some shit when you try that. Yeah. Um, so it's it ends up making this sort of uh, confusing visual at the end where uh, Bobby thinks Nova has killed his dad. And Nova's like, no, it's our dad, but I can't tell you that. And I didn't kill him. And also, we haven't checked his pulse. Wait, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's not dead. And that, my friends, is Nova. Let's get to the meat. The big, <laughs> the big meat. The big I, wanna, old... I want some kind of sound keeper. Let's get to the meat. And then... <laughs> I don't know. We can do we can do some sort of uh, garage door opening, like uh, like a butcher shop opening for that's maybe too arcane. We'll come up with we'll come up with some kind of good meat sound. <laughs> oh, gross! Slap slap two steaks together. <laughs> Let's get to the meat. This is a mess. So you guys dictate. What do we what do, what do you want to talk about with the Avengers? The okay, robots. So, oh yeah. <laughs> so this is we'll this is the strangest pacing I've ever read. It's so all over the map between doing high concept story arc stuff. The first issue deals with Korvac and then it's gone. So mm-hmm. and then also Korvac uh is the disappearing couple from like 10 weeks ago? Yeah. It's it's indecipherable nonsense. Black Panther <laughs> fights a bear. Um uh Ultron just sort of shows back up. He's like, "Hey, I'm Ultron." It, I didn't remember him as like a non like a non-important villain in the sense that he's just sort of around sometimes and mm-hmm. he can just become a thing that we're having to deal with. I go, right. "Ultron's back." And then people are disappearing. Ultron's trying to marry his mummy. Uh, Scarlet Witch is afraid of mirrors. Or, like, can't beat mirrors. Uh, None of this is wrong. Yeah. Also, also the Guardians have to stop young Vance Astro from constantly killing himself in the middle of the street. 
all the guardians are protecting past Vance Astro so that he'll become future Vance Astro to be a part of the guardians. <laughs> and the guardians he, do this weird thing where they always say each other's names. And I guess it's fine because there's 10 million people in these comics. Yes. But there's so, there's so much just restating which character is which. <laughs> there's three panels of the two gun kid. The oh two gun kid. Two gun kid. Hawkeye, Hawkeye calls home and he's field. like. <laughs> The two-gun kid has gone missing. <laughs> I didn't know he was here. <laughs> I was like, who, who the fuck is the two-gun kid? Oh, you know, he's that guy who came forward in time from the 1830s. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? This is so, so this is so stupid because, like, this is ostensibly from the reading list. This, I mean, and I get it. Like, I'm sure all of this is sort of, you know, it would be awkward if you skipped any of it or at least you'd sort of be a little more confused but this is all theoretically part of the Korvac shit like, it this doesn't is the it's, Korvac it's saga. nonsense and then it's at some point nonsense. the Avengers get in trouble with the government with some oh sort God. of some sort of bureaucrat wait and... so that's this is kind of like civil war moment right here yeah right? except so this instead is... of anything interesting happening as a punishment the bureaucrat re- like revokes their ability to request documents it's <laughs> no, <laughs> no no more... <laughs> he, he, there's a there's a <laughs> That's so funny. No more intel but, for you, Avengers. Like, but there's a. They, and also, he revokes their ability to request like backup and like troops and and to call like, Nick Fury. He's like, you don't get to use this phone and Nick anymore. Fury and stuff. Yeah, because there's a part where they're like, oh man, if only I could call the fire department to come and put out this fire. Darn it! And someone's like, you could call nine one one. Well. It's so wild. I, this this security problem with this guy Guyrich. That's his name. Is like something something Guyrich. He poses it as like, hey, there's only two people in the whole world who can revoke your privileges. One's the president of the United States, and the other one is me, this weird guy <laughs> named Gyrich. And it is admittedly hysterical, the reason he gets mad, because the Avengers keep just leaving their doors open. <laughs> the front door drama is consistent (laughs) (laughs) why are your doors unlocked avengers you've got top secret intel in here and they're like oh we don't know it's it's a lot nonetheless this guy guy rich is is still (laughs) guy he is the most hilarious overreaching middle management i've ever seen (laughs) it it feels like if the president knew guy rich was doing this he'd be like "Mm, slow your roll buddy it feels like the writer literally has somebody between him and Stanley who is a problem, and he's <laughs> dunking on him. <laughs> like some some low level editor is just constantly up his up his ass about this and that, and he's he's had it because this bureaucrat this bureaucrat doesn't he kind of smell of somebody's actual boss that he, he, a little yeah yeah mm-hmm. God so that that whole situation is hilarious. Um, Talk to me about Bride of Ultron. Talk to me about the the robot Bride. The mummy? So at some point, at some points, I mean, I guess they don't really say she's a mummy. We're doing a little bit of a Bride of Frankenstein thing. So there's that that horror vibe. She's being wheeled around in this, this, you know, carsophagus. (laughs) By two two extremely New Yorker moving guys. Yeah, Yeah. the Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote this one down. I, sa- I says to Mac on the way here, I says, you're Avengers of people, just the same as us, that you've got the, the gods and androids and what And then they've you. spelled out Avengers as A-V-E-N-J-U-S. Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're people just like us, except the ones that are gods and androids. 
<laughs> All right. So then, then this mummy breaks free, and she's also a robot and a woman. Well, and she's she, supposed to, she was supposed to be imbued with like the yeah, wasp soul or whatever. Yeah, with right? Jan Jan Pym's personality was supposed to be downloaded into it because Ultron is in love with her, which is why her name. Mm. Uh, we're getting a little literary here, but it's why when she comes to life, her name is Jocasta because Jocasta is Oedipus's mom's name. And so we're sort of like doing like this Oedipus thing where like, you know, Ultron is kind of the son of Hank and and Jan, but he's in love with Jan and wants Jan's personality and his robot mummy bride. It's a little weird. It's pretty Uh, weird. It's very weird. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the issue is like a, it's remarkably self-contained. We don't, like, Ultron is usually like a huge event. And like Rory said, like it, it feels weird. That's what I was saying. It's been so weird to have him to have him show up as the villain of the week. Uh-huh. Oh, in the in the in the brief time that we actually do see Korvac, like Rory said, Korvac is under the guise of just this normie named Michael and his wife, like <laughs> Karina or something, and they're just living in a house. And Starhawk just bails from the rest of the group. Starhawk being the sort of moody, strange guardian of the galaxy. And I don't know how much we've learned in other issues that we didn't read about Starhawk's whole deal, but him and his, like, adopted sister are in love and then fused into the same body, and that's what's going on. So we've got this Starhawk, and then we've got Alita, and there's sort of this weird fight between Korvac and Starhawk, and then in their minds, Alita versus Michael, and it's just fucking weird on the page, and I had no idea what was going on. And it's all underscored by the fact that at the end, Korvac murders Starhawk and then brings it back to life immediately. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Is that Korvac? Yeah, it's Korvac. I thought, kind of. I thought, I, don't... I thought it was. I thought it was Eternity or whatever his name was. So no, he's checking Andy's on Eternity. In Andy's reading list, uh, this says the tee-up for the Korvac saga. So I don't know how much uh, has even been revealed about Korvac as a character. Right. I mean, we don't know too much. We met him in that that remember that one like uh giant sized defenders or whatever that we read with the like big chess game and the and the you know, uh-huh. like we, we fought we like met him briefly as a weird man from super far in the future and uh we know like the guardians are back in time to protect Vance Astro from Korvac, theoretically. Like they know that's happening. But yeah, I don't think we've spent much time with him as a character in this like current iteration. So all of this stuff about the, you know, the first time we meet him and he disappears, and then now we see him living in a house doing nothing. <laughs> it it is so without stakes and so without context. It's it's hard to place. Yeah, it's 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 a really weird decision to to do. Uh, yeah, especially I don't know if you guys felt this when you were reading, but we we sort of leave the the Korvac plot after like, well, I mean Shane, what you were getting at with Eternity, right? Like he he's like. Okay, cool. My plans are going great. No one expects what I'm doing, or uh, uh, no one suspects what I'm up to. And he's like, "Let me go. Let me check with the guys I'm really worried about." And he's like thinking about like Odin and Mephisto and Zeus, and then yeah. Eternity. And he's like, uh, "Okay, none of them are worried about me either. Great." <laughs> and so after that, then we get this plot of like people who are just spontaneously disappearing. And my assumption was that that was Korvac, right? I don't know if you guys are on the same page with that. Well, yes. And until the reveal at the end, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Like I I 100% thought that it was Korvac doing it the whole time, but there I was confused because there's a full page panel of Korvac standing in his living room talking about eternity, right? Yeah. And that I guess the visuals of that page are really convoluted in terms of like 
it doesn't look like he's he's like thinking and wondering about that. It looks like he is kind of channeling that power, I guess. Oh, yeah, because Eternity right. sort of like superimposed on the flat surfaces of the floor and the wall and, and yeah, it sort of looks like yeah, it's yeah. his shadow almost. Yeah, I think yeah. It, I, I think that's just a miss like the like a, a, a strangely uh, confusing visual. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was that was on me. But I, I definitely did think that he was the he was the reason all this stuff was happening until the fucking collector shows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't get any of that. I presumably that'll be that'll be next week's problem. Yeah, that's next week's. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't let us move past the Avengers without at least briefly talking about the fact that when the Beast is out on the street, there is a throng of women who want to do him, <laughs> and yeah. one of them wants clippings of his fur another one just straight up hands him a key to her apartment and then thor grabs him carries him off and goes thy wenching is ill-timed mccoy (laughs) and i'm just sitting here going is this are these are these the furries of the 70s are we like like, what are we i i I, I, maybe it's supposed to be a gag that women are attracted to beast because he's a cat monster He's a big blue he's a big blue terrifying cat monster with like claws and he he walks like a I, I don't know he's like a King Kong man. Yeah, but they're uh, apparently apparently it's working for people and he does do he does do this thing where uh he walks in on Captain America like having a having a sweaty workout sesh and uh and then he it's pretty funny cuz he just storms off and he's like and I'm putting I'm throwing all these belt all these uh dumbbells like I just to flex on how strong he is. Yeah. It's out of nowhere. He's just he catches he catches Iron Man and, and Cap having this sort of heated conversation and he's like who wants to watch me throw dumbbells? <laughs> is is Beast a himbo? <laughs> I think he is. Like a hairy well, hairy no, himbo. No, hang on wait. He can't be a himbo because he's too smart. Unfortunately, um, I just thought it was so funny. I, I, I do not understand Hank McCoy on the page. He does not feel like one character. He feels like just the, the whims of whatever writing we, he turns into a different type of person. Just and I don't, so many characters. I don't get it. Um, and then there's we... and then there's uh, Wonder Man and Ms. Marvel having a little thing too. Yep. Um. But Wonder Man's kind of nothing. Like, I don't even know if I want to talk about Wonder Man. No. We should talk about <laughs> Hercules instead. Hercules is a big boy, isn't he? Yeah, he's huge. Now, here comes the thickest, the thickest Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is It is kind of a fun, I mean, of all the reasons to, to summon the old Avengers. Like, this seems right. Like, well, all of our current ones are disappearing into nothing. So I'm going to call everyone who's ever been an Avenger because we need help. And uh, yeah, so Tony and uh, Tony calls Hercules and Natasha and they show up on a plane together and he just he's a he's a mess. He he walks around and at the slightest thing pisses Hercules off and he tears open a wall and is like, come on, come on, what's going on? Uh, do you get the vibe that they're having a thing, the two of them? Personally, it's pretty hard to go off vibes in, in these comics. Like if it's yeah. not explicit, it's just. It's just kind of nothing, usually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, ha- I have not seen any sort of reveal from 
but you know that two characters start having a, a sort of nuanced conversation and we find out later it's because they've been dating uh-huh. it just hasn't happened so no in that sense <laughs> I, I, I i i don't believe so but we shall see i guess yeah it's not like ms marvel and wonder man where she says <laughs> You have a lot to learn about liberated women, especially me. But a hunk like you might be worth educating. <laughs> about to liberate that dick from its trousers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they're not even trousers. They're leather straps. <laughs> leather straps. <laughs> Shane, you they're know leather it. Leather straps and a baby tunic. You know what's happening. <sighs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to this week's Fuck, Mary kill. Where we have one of the gun, one of the bum, and one who is the one. This week, I was trying to make it robot week. I was trying to be robot wars this week. <laughs> we, there was a robot we unfortunately did not talk about, so I have to oh. cut her. I have no, to cut well, her off of I, this list. I mean, I understand. Nope, she's cut. She's cut. Oh. I have a good, I have someone to fight. I have someone to fight against the other robots. Okay. So first off, in our first corner... One of the three corners, because it's a triangle. We have Robot Sherlock. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got Robot Sherlock on one side. On the other side, one of the other corners, Bride of Ultron. Yes. Okay. Obviously, Bride of Ultron. Okay. And thirdly, last but not least, Hercules. <laughs> Hercules. Well... This is gonna this is gonna be a little bit about preference now, isn't it? I mean it always is, but like we've got a flesh and two two steel. <laughs> we've got a flesh and two and two not flesh. Okay, but uh, you know, we know we know the Sherlock bot was not programmed to to have a wide dictionary, right? Oh man, I have really didn't know what you were gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the question yeah. the question is, did you know, did Rich's little brother invent? Inve- do we want? Do I want to know if, if this robot can mm, fuck? Do I yeah. want to fuck some thirteen-year-old's idea of a sex robot? Mm, interesting. Mm, interesting. Mm, I don't like the way it, that you've solved that particular corner of the puzzle. Because <laughs> he either did or didn't give him a dong, and if he yeah. did, I don't know that I want any part of it. Interesting. Yeah. Hiding under that long cloak and that deerstalker <laughs> it's hat. Just a sweet robotic dong. <laughs> Now, on the other hand, Ultron's bride was definitely programmed to fuck. I think so, but what does that mean for two <laughs> robots, be, right? right? Like what does that mean for be. two robots? They're trying to smash. <laughs> <laughs> but but what but what in the rule book says that two robots have to follow <laughs> the 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 strange ancient laws of humans physical getting down you rules? They have to. They choose to, and that's what makes it so hot. <laughs> well, they're they're programmed to. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily think they get to choose anything because they're robots. Mm, fair. So, do you think Hank and Jan programmed Ultron? Do you think they built Ultron to be packing, to be horny and hot? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that worries Maybe. me. That worries me. He's like their third. <laughs> they made him to be their their third. Ah, <gasps> <gasps> oh, I hate that. I hate that. I, why have you created this universe for us to live in? I think that Hercules would be tough to be married to. That's my that's my vibe. I feel like Hercules is a fuck or a kill. Just d- what do you think, Shane? You think Natasha would be like crazy about it? Yeah, but I I don't know. I, he just seem he seems too he seems too himbo to marry. 
But that's just me. I don't know. Maybe you marry a himbo. I think you marry a himbo, Andy. I think <laughs> I I I think it is it is generally accepted by the populace that you marry himbos. <laughs> They're not going to make it complicated for you. Yeah, exactly. No, you could marry a sex mummy. <laughs> I think that's a pretty reasonable choice. So I I feel like realistically w- with with the sex mummy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a sentence fragment. Please continue. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I uh, I think I sex the mummy. I think I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I sex the mummy. I mean, I think everybody kills kills Sherlock robot Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, uh, right? No, oh no! Be so Ooh, I don't know. There. Okay. Are you gonna are you gonna marry the Sherlock robot thing? I don't know about that. Well, but you just said that you were gonna sex the mummy. I <laughs> I'm I'm deciding if I want to kill robot Sherlock or not. Because so here's the thing. All it says is like yes. So it's kind of a he's yes. Very, man. He's very yes, he's very reassuring. <laughs> yeah. So it's and he he's calls kind of you a Watson, yes man. and maybe you're yeah, into he calls that. you Watson. Yeah. And it has a smell thing going on, right? So you can always find your stuff. You like you lose your keys, give it a little whiff of your keys, <laughs> you and you can like find your keys. Find your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I kill Sherlock. I marry this. I marry the mummy, and I sex up Hercules. That's what I do. Okay. And I don't know if that's the the ex, like the straightness in me, just thinking that like the only lady one here is the one that's like a robot program. Well, she was programmed Jan's to be a, She was programmed to be a wife, so it does sort of fit. She can program. She can be programmed to be whatever you want. You oh gotta God, learn some I hate code. that. You gotta oh, just reach that. in you and learn to change code. the code. Oh God, this is getting into such morally gray zones. I hate it. <laughs> but that's why she's. It's an it's an evil mummy. You have to remember you're starting with an evil mummy, Andy. And so it's, <laughs> Reprogramming it is. You're not... starting with an evil mummy. You have to fix her. <laughs> now there's an anime. I I stick with I stick with my choice. What are you doing? Uh, I am going to. I'm gonna fuck the mummy, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry Hercules for the status. Oh. oh. Okay. I mean, also he's thick. He's he's cut like a he's cut like a slab of rock. But yeah, you know. So there's no, you know, that's no that you could do worse. But I think it would be pretty cool. I think you would. I think you'd have a lot of doors open for you if you were married to Hercules, to real actual Hercules. Well, also you get to constantly dunk on people, and they're like talking about, oh, well, my my husband is doing this thing. It's like, yeah, my husband's Hercules. Uh, yeah. Did you did yours slay all those slay all those hydras, or was that my guy? <laughs> I think you, you you might be confused. That's that was mine. <laughs> Shane, we need a final answer out of you. All right, all right, all right. I marry Hercules. Yes. I sex Sherlock. Sherlock. Yes. I sex Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> and I kill the bride. I kill the bride of Ultron because, and the only reason is because Rory reminded us that she had dastardly deeds programmed into her body. So, <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't want any of those. I don't need that evil on me. <laughs> it's, what it's, it's in my Tinder profile. Looking for dastardly, dastardly deeds. deeds. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. Thank you. Thank you, Shane. Thank you as always. It has been a few 
weeks since we recorded this podcast. Sorry, we're, we're sort of lifting the lifting the the veil on this one a little bit, but but uh, I'm happy to be back doing it with y'all again. Uh, it's 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 not good. The content <laughs> is still not as good as I want it to be. Uh, <laughs> So, you mean from the comics? Yes, yes. Not from you. Yeah. You're golden. You're always it, golden. Well, of it sounded like you were kind of hinting at <laughs> you didn't like our content. <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm wondering, and we can talk about this uh, this off air. But I'm wondering whether or not we should uh, next week perhaps do what we did with um, the Eternals. Yeah, like what we did with the Eternals, and maybe just finish this run of the Avengers so that we don't have to like space it out. I could be interested in that if we if there's uh if it's a you know a finishable amount a capable oh yeah oh totally I think we can yeah. do it in in one in one week so I think that might be what we do next week it's but... like seventeen issues I'll, I will die no <laughs> no no we can't we can't it's not uh but thank you everybody for listening and uh who's got a sign out somebody got a last thought oh uh th- thanks for thanks for listening to the infinite backlog as always this is shane and andy and rory and don't forget to buy donnie and marie osmosis's new album fuck <laughs> you that's not gonna work that's a <laughs> that's a joke from a it's a bad joke and people don't even we're, you gotta leave we gotta leave bye bye i'm so mad at you bye now bye.